popcorn rice so I can discuss Want to know some more fun facts? Isn't it awesome to see some of your favorite content creators and favorite people, honestly, you follow here on this app, be a part of this amazing community called The Nerd Initiative. Welcome to Fandoms, a show from every fan's point of view, brought to you by the Nerd Initiative Network. Here's your hosts, Tony and Michael. All right. Well, happy Friday. Um, how are you doing? Good. Uh, we are streaming on Instagram as well. Yeah. Well, we had some technical problems, so we are not streaming on TikTok this week. So we're just going to have to live with that. Um, it is uh, what? Friday, June the 9th. Uh, this is the Friday before AwesomeCon. Uh, so we'll be there. If you can see in my background, I right like over here, I have a bunch of gift bags. We actually have like 10 different gifts that are give that we're going to give away. Um, Marvel, DC, um, some IDW stuff, a Stranger Things record, a giant Funko Pop of the Millennium Falcon. Um, yeah, that one is that one is insane. Yeah, um, plus some stuff from Red Wolf Collectibles, um, Roosevelt's um chronic images i mean it's the works and some gl like even a gld pendant and stuff so um i'm kind of jealous that we don't get to get this stuff well we might also get uh, i don't want to count it um but some bull airs gear um for those that don't know he's going to be attending uh tom who who runs bull airs um has insane shoes um so i don't know for sure and i don't want to hold anyone to it uh but i know for a fact, he's going to be there. We've talked. Um, he supplied me with these for my Tom Waltz interview. Um, we talked, and he uh, he will be there making a custom pair of shoes for uh, Ashley Eckstein, who you guys all know is the voice of Ahsoka Tano. Um, so he's going to be there with bells on. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. So hopefully, awesome. uh, we might have a ton of, of gifts and prizes for people. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Like I've got shoes from like gear Wanta and gear anime, which are cool. Uh, and they're printed on there and they're like, they're kind of like knockoff version Jordan ones. But when I saw those shoes and if I'm right, the, the check Mark even is removable and interchangeable, right? Oh yeah. Hold on. Um, yes. So this all comes off. And so they have all four colors of the turtles. So you got purple, you got blue. I got another shoe somewhere with. See, with four red. sides, I would want. I would like do one on each side and have all four represented in the shoe. Oh, that's what I have. Yeah, that's so cool. That is so cool. Um, so this is uh, we've called this anime. Uh, was it fandom super? Um, in honor of our guest this evening, we were going to be talking about anime because of um, member of Nerd Initiative, a great guy, really big on the hustle when it comes to. Uh, content on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube Shorts, um, and that's Blake Koala. So we're uh, going to do a couple segments first, so we get those out of the way and don't forget about them at the end. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and let Pooja, Pooja talk about her picks for this week uh, when it comes to movies. Hello and welcome back to Pooja's Picks. My name is Pooja and I'm here to bring you the latest in movie news. Here's what's playing now in theaters and what's coming soon. Thank you. 
Transformers, Robots in Disguise. You heard right. Transformers, Rise of the Beast stampedes into theaters today. In order to fight against a new threat, Optimus Prime and the Autobots must team up with the Maximals, an advanced faction of beast robots. The film stars Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback in this action-packed summer blockbuster. I haven't always been into Transformers, but it looks like a fun time. Hulu's latest and spiciest film, Flamin' Hot, is available to stream, and fans of the chili-infused cheese snack will want to watch. The film follows Richard Montanez, who started his incredible journey as a janitor at Frito-Lays. Unimpressed by the salt snacks that are being produced, but inspired by the flavors of his community's food, the Flamin' Hot Cheeto is born, ready to revolutionize the world. This feels like the perfect movie to watch with a buffet of Flamin' Hot Cheeto flavors. Wes Anderson is back with Asteroid City, his latest star-studded film. The film takes place in 1955 in a fictional American town, Asteroid City, where the Junior Stargazer Convention is held. Following the passing of their mother and wife and the breaking down of their car, a family gets stuck in this bizarre town and a strange world-changing event occurs. Wes Anderson is known for putting extra weird elements into his film, and I have no doubt he'll continue bringing on the weird. Pixar is back to put us on another highly probable emotional ride in their latest film, Elemental. The film centers around Ember and Wei, two unlikely strangers who meet in Element City but are worlds apart due to their elemental background. But despite this, they find that maybe they're not so different after all, and that it is possible each element has more in common with each other than previously thought. As a big Pixar fan, I've been waiting for this movie since it was first announced, and I encourage everyone to check it out as well. Well, that's all that I have for this week, but be sure to tune in for the next episode for more of Pooja's Picks. Until then, back to Tony and Michael. As always, always being aware of things that I didn't know about before, the Flaming Hot thing has gone under my radar. Uh, it yeah, makes perfect the, sense. The, the origin story of the Flaming Hot Cheeto. This is going to be interesting. Like, like where, where are we going to go with this now? We've done Tetris. We've done the Air Jordans. We're going to do Flaming Hot Dorito, uh, Cheetos. What, what are well, we gonna do? Like the the, the origin mean, of taxes? I think we got a little. We have a little ways to go on this stuff. Um, the you know I think we are in the era of not only true crime but true stories are dominating everything we see. Right. So let me tell you right now, the day that I retire is probably the day that they do a true story about the 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 origin of our initiative. <laughs> like. It's not, I, I, I honestly hey, cannot Netflix, imagine like Netflix. If you're one of the 20 people watching, um, we are open. We are, are well, you want me to retire early? early? Is that what it is? One of the three um, people watching on Instagram, we are open to it. Uh, yeah. people are banging down our door for it. Um, yeah. we are, we are down. So yeah, don't think we're, don't think we're hard. To, we're not playing hard to get. Yeah. Don't we're cheap and easy at this point. So yeah. Um, now with, um, with, uh, beast wars coming out, um, Mickey, and that's, a, that's this? a true story as well. <laughs> I can't. Um, so with Beast Wars yeah, coming out, I, you don't remember where you were when that all happened? I remember when I was in high school. It was crazy. Oh, okay. All right, Michael. All right, go ahead. Um, I'll, I'll drop I it. can't think straight. Like, listen, my Tourette's is going to start kicking in. Um, so with Beast Wars coming out, Mickey, uh, the voice of cell phone, Wallet Keys, um, has done another Phantoms University talking about uh, Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime. So take it away, Mickey. 
friend. If everyone will just take a seat, we'll begin another exciting episode of Fandoms U. In our last class, we had a discussion on Beast Wars Transformers in preparation for Transformers Rise of the Beasts. And in today's class, I thought we'd shine a spotlight on Peter Cullen, the iconic voice actor of Optimus Prime, leader of the Autobots. Peter Cullen is a Canadian voice actor who began his career in the late 60s, doing voiceover for numerous TV shows and commercials. But his breakthrough role was in 1984 when Peter was cast to play Optimus Prime. His deep authoritative voice and commanding presence became synonymous with the character. My name is Optimus Prime from the planet Cybertron. And that ended up making Optimus Prime one of the most recognizable and beloved characters in pop culture history. Peter has voiced Optimus in numerous animated shows, video games, and live action movies. Optimus Prime wasn't the only Transformer he voiced in the show. There were numerous others, including Ironhide. Talking tight your shock absorbers and get in. I hope you like busted heads. Opposers, slug figures here. No way. The temperature keeps climbing too fast outside. Apart from Optimus Prime, Peter Cullen has voiced many other animated characters in history, and a lot of them we know and love. Some of his most notable characters include Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Not much of a house, just right for not much of a donkey. Vinger in Dungeons and Dragons. Your illusions could fool even me. Monterey Jack in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Crikey, it's the owl of a devil dog. And even Carr in Knight Rider. I detect numerous purveyors of food. Please tell me where you wish to go. Cullen's portrayal of Optimus Prime and so many other iconic characters brings him such widespread acclaim and recognition. In 2010, he was honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Transformers Hall of Fame, where Optimus Prime was part of the inaugural class. Peter Cullen's career is a testament to his exceptional talent, and the lasting impact he has had on the world of animation and voice acting will be known for generations. His portrayal of Optimus Prime to this day resonates with all ages, making him an iconic figure in voice acting history. Oh, that's the bell, but before you rush out, I wanna say thanks for stopping by. I'm Professor Cellphone Wallet Keys, and I hope you enjoyed this lesson because there are many more on the way. And if anyone's looking for extra credit, you should go watch Transformers Rise of the Beasts in theaters this weekend. I will never look at Eeyore the same way. I would, if you, so if you're on the Instagram live, so if you are one of the, I think it says like two people right now. Um, so we are rocking and rolling by the way. Um, but if you're one of the, the one or two people on Instagram live right now, I literally voiced out loud when he said that. And I was like, wait, what? And then what else is there? There was, uh, he was, he was the voice of the predator. If you didn't see that, he was the red skull of one of the animated series um it's crazy yeah. crazy but like i'm never gonna be able to hear it you're the same way it's like all right guys let's roll out like like let's uh, yeah. let's just hear it i mean when you talk about an icon in in that industry that literally there's you know yeah you know, none uh, well it's like when you think of like iconic voices you've got jim cummings that's done like winnie the pooh and a bunch of different characters you've got um you know of him um there's why am i going blank now um uh, mark, mark hamill Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy as Batman. Like yeah. those are just iconic voices. And it's like, it's exciting to see the, the new, you know, group of people that are coming in.
but I think this is what we're losing when we have like celebrities doing the voiceovers for stuff because you've got to have that group of people that just do those things. Well, you know, I'm oh, sorry. No, you're fine. No, no, no. I was going to say, I've been thinking about this a lot too. Like I think not that per se, but it, it, it's parallel to what I've been thinking about. Um, you know, I think, look, we're, we're, what are we doing right now? We're on a show slash podcast. I think also a lot of the podcasts that I watch and, and check out clips on different social media is, you know, John Bernthal has a podcast called Real Ones and um, Michael Rosenbaum has a really good podcast, actually. I'm blanking. Inside of you? Yeah. And then you have Dak Shepard, armchair quarterback. Like, I think there's more and more. But again, you start to think about it. And the same thing goes for, and I hate to knock on it too, like a lot of the actors who are doing like producing and executive producing. And that's a new thing too. Like, you know, both actors and actresses, like a lot of them that are accomplished now, you'll, you'll see it when you watch their new show, if they're big enough, it always executive producer, uh, Kelly Kawoko or what, you know, whoever is, I just, I, we're watching the, the base on a true story on, on, is it max or what, whatever we're watching? It's a good show, but I do think there are a lot of people crossing over and, and it is taking jobs from people that found niches. And so it is kind of, I, I think about it a lot because I think, you know, again, I don't want to sound like the old man get off my lawn. So I'm sure a lot of people have complained about this in the past, but I do think it is sad, you know, that, that the, the voice actor talent is maybe not as it's, it's actually an actor now uh, yeah. you said. So yeah. sorry, that was a, it was a long winded answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so we've got, we've got, uh, we've got Blake in the side and um, just like off in, in the gray area. Uh, in the place where the eye cannot see. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to bring him on. Okay. Um, no, we, I mean, well, unless we want to talk for another 30 okay. minutes and just annoy the crap out of him. Um, but we just talk about we hate him. Like, look at, look at him. He's picking his nose right now. And the, and the, <laughs> you can't see him. Yeah, he is. Y'all can't see him, but you let's go ahead. Folks on listen, listen, he might not show up after I do his intro video. So let's just go ahead and do that first. Shot. And then, and, uh, so Blake, Blake, I know you're, you're dying right now inside, but this is for you. My name is Mr. Blackwalla, and welcome back. Gotta talk about it. Demon Slayer or AOT? What is better? We're all broke. Yeah. What do you like about corn? Did you know that Goku? Oda is easily one of the most creative artists of all time. You guys better love me. And we do. We do love you, Blake. <laughs> Dude, you great. found that 10-year-old video. Oh, my Actually, it's, it's, it's actually, let's be specific, it's nine years old. Oh, um, my I God. actually sat there. I didn't realize I got enthralled in it. Because you were you were playing a you were playing a, I think it was a Japanese version of Mario Brothers, um, and so like I'm I'm off to the side like listening to this young version of Blake like, wow, he was innocent once he was innocent once. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm so, this is this is what happens when I'm like I'm friends with you guys. And Tony, <laughs> you tortured me. I can't believe you found that. I've always debated on 
keeping those videos up or taking them down because I used to do YouTube years ago, clearly. And I used to do like gaming videos all the time. And I was like, you know what? I'll just keep them up there. No one's ever going to see them. Lo and well, behold. Let me, lo let and me, behold. No one's going to find it embarrassing. No one's going to find it. Let, me, let yeah. me explain something though, because Michael, there's a background behind this because I, Blake knows exactly when I was, rec- when I was like editing this video mm-hmm. because all of a sudden he got a text message saying, <laughs> Do you happen to have an? Did you you happen to have an accent in the past? And he's like, "Yeah, I'm from Connecticut." And I'm thinking, "Right, but I'm watching an old video." And did you intentionally have an Australian accent? Because I really <laughs> felt like you were going. He's like, "Good day, this is Blake Koala." Like I felt oh, like good that's eye. where you're. It's like it, it was, was his persona, dude. Oh, good day, welcome everyone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I get where the koala came from now. It's like you try to act like you're from Australia. So that's actually got like a really funny story. So. Mr. Black Koala was my old handle on YouTube. And the reason was it was Black as in Blake and Koala as in Coelho. My last name is Coelho. Mm -hmm. And when I was growing up, my teachers could never pronounce my last name because spelled out, it's C-O-E-L-H-O. It's Portuguese, so it's Coelho. Um, But they could never pronounce it because when you see it written down, so they'd always call me Koala. So um, when I first started my YouTube channel, I was like, oh, Mr. Black Koala would be funny. So I did that. And then once I got uh, older, clearly, and then uh, into uh, TikTok and everything else, I was like, you know, I don't want to do Black Koala again. I'll just do Blake Koala instead because if I were to do my last name, no one on earth would be able to pronounce my last name. So that's why I always did Koala and always stuck. That's funny. That's funny. A lot of people, their names come up because of something that they like. Like yours is more of out of a... Yeah, it's, people not pronounce it. it's literally because no one can pronounce my last name. <laughs> yeah, and and you already know about this one because I mean you you know me I'm about the drudging of the past. But you do you know who this person is here as well? Like, <laughs> oh, man. like no no one's buff like Gaston like that. I guess I mean what what's that so, all about? So the, so the cat's out of the bag. So I did uh, used to not used to I I still work for them now but not doing that anymore uh I worked for Disney in entertainment for close to 10 years and that was back in circa 2016 2017 and then of course uh the pandemic happened for 2020 most of us in that in that profession of doing entertainment ended up losing our jobs and when you know I was already kind of one foot out the door because I was doing it for so long um, so that I just kind of found another profession and I picked up content creating and also serving on the side. So I'm a server as well. So I serve on the side and I just do content and I do serve for Disney as well. So I still work for Disney, but just in a completely different, uh, completely different atmosphere. Now, from what I know about like a lot of like with cast members who dress up as the characters, mm-hmm. Gaston is one of the probably the more problematic characters because you find a lot of grown women who are touching you. Oh, absolutely. Happened and, all the time. Yeah. I mean, is there. <laughs> explain, explain. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite story, my favorite story um, was that I had this elderly woman. Um, she ended up pinching my buttocks and her response was, that's why I came here. And that's why I paid the tickets for this family <laughs> and walked off. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> you go, man. Grandma. You go. And it's crazy because I mean, like Gaston is a is a universally hated in the cartoon, but everybody Correct. seems to like him on in the parks. Um, yep. 
you get you get the opportunity to kind of be a jerk and be paid to do it. Yeah, do that. yeah. We um, you know, they, they kind of like, you know, we. I was very fast wit with a lot of, you know, questions and a lot of things that people would ask. Like people, people would be like, you know, did you know that you could like never marry Belle? Like you're never going to be able to marry Belle. And I would say things like, oh, she's in denial. She's going through her phase. She'll original. She'll eventually figure out that that's an animal and that's not okay. <laughs> and I would say like really silly things like that. Um, and it, it, you just kind of, you kind of got more quick witted. Like it's not something they would teach you necessarily. They would the basics, but they would find ways to be like, Hey, this is how you divert the question. Or like, this is how you like kind of like branch off. If someone asks this, because people would tend to ask usually the same 10 questions and you just find 10 different answers for those 10 same questions. Like, um, you know, Bell's never going to marry you, you know, why your trophy's so small in the tavern, a bunch of silly things. Why do you not sell beer in your tavern? I'm like, that's a theme park, guys. Of course, we don't sell beer in the tavern, but like, you know, just really funny questions all the time. Oh, wow. You know, it's, it's interesting because like a lot of like character cast members, I mean, you, you have them kind of protected behind the, the gauze of a giant head or everything yeah. else. And, did you have you ever found that doing the cast member gig kind of helped prepare you for a lot of what you're doing with social media, you know, going to conventions, going and, and like interacting with people? I think a lot of it. I, I think I was never really much of a sports person. So uh, I did I did like snowboarding, ultimate frisbee. I was definitely like a sociable person. A lot of those sports that I did was sociable. And then I also did theater. So I did theater in high school. And then I even did like when I went to college for the brief time that I did, I did public speaking. So I already already kind of like unintentionally preparing myself. I never had a dream to work for Disney, never had a dream to be a character. I just kind of fell into it. You know, I, I moved down to Florida um, and I started as custodial out of all things, which was a lot of fun custodial was a great time like some people are like oh custodial that's not fun at all no it, it was so relaxing and enjoyable so i really had a fun time doing that and then there was a bunch of auditions going on they're like yeah you should go into entertainment and try it and I, I did and um i think just with my theater background and all the things that i did that helped and then from then on you know with that and then doing entertainment for as long as i did it definitely helped with probably social media for a good portion. I'm not afraid to be put on the camera. That's awesome. And if you guys have never met Blake in, in real life, you are um, in first. For a treat. What's, what was that? You are in for a treat. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, not only does he fit the, 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 the physique of, of Gaston, uh, the tall brawny guy, uh, but he's actually kind of one of the kindest people. And I'm not trying to you know, butter you up because um I'm still trying to have internet beef with you and it's yeah, not working. You're just, stop. Um, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I don't even look, dude. I, I, don't, have, I don't even know. I don't even you know. Second, you know, you know did I got that. hit by COVID. I didn't know I got hit by COVID. I got a beard it's now. Like, oh, man. You know I got hit by COVID. Um, you got no, the COVID-19? No. no, no, no. Like, I, after COVID, like, a lot of us in cast members, like, I grew my hair out. I got tattoos. I got a beard. Because not going back to that, you you have to you have to always be clean shaven. You have to keep yeah. everything 
pretty neat. You have to keep everything like like a hundred. So it was kind of nice, even though it, it was it was so much fun for years to be able to do those characters. It is fun now to be able to be the cast member of myself and people to recognize me for me and not recognize me yeah. for guest on. Yeah. So yeah. it was fun. It was awesome. Uh, you know, like I got a lot of core memories. I've done a lot of cool things doing it. Um, and I did, I did end up playing um, Goofy and everyone else also. So like, you don't just do one character at Walt Disney World. It's a little bit different from Disneyland. So you'll, you'll kind of get like fit in a certain height range, and they will kind of break down what certain characters you could do. And then from there, there was also internal auditions to where you could possibly get more characters and more shows. So I would do things obviously like Guest On, and I did Vader, and I did the parades and shows, and I did a lot. I did a lot of things. Wait, you you did Vader? Uh, that's, I did. I that's, did Vader. So I, I, what I've also heard in there is that obviously it's so hot in Florida. I'm from Florida. I grew up in Florida. So I know how ridiculous it can get down there. The ones with masks and stuff, you have to have, there's like fans and cooling systems in there, right? It's a no? lie, bro. It's a lie. 100% wow. a lie. There's no, there's no fans, dude. We are sweating. We are sweating right? in there. That's why a lot. So what we do is we do set times. Um, so you'd have eight sets a day. Each set would run around 30 minutes. We did have a heat contingency. So if it was really hot, the sets would be go down to 20 minutes, maybe 15, depending how hot it was. So you go out for that amount of period of time, you go back in for another 30 minutes and then you go out for another 30 minutes and it'd be eight of those, depending on your location, it'd be eight or six of those a day. And a shift would normally run to six to eight hours with an hour break in between. Still doesn't seem seem safe. No, no, not at all. <laughs> oh no, uh, no, not at all. Most most of us as performers, as um, uh, other friends of Gaston, as the terminology we would use, friends with. Um, some of us ended up passing out. It was a good time. Um, wow. Uh, but because of that, uh, there was a lot of inner workings. Of we ended up changing the costume. Uh, got a fan. Uh, near our location, you know, um, what's the saying? You don't want to know how the sausage is made. Let's, yeah. let's put it that way. You don't want to know how the sausage is made, but um, I wouldn't trade it for the world regardless. So it was, it was definitely good, good memories, good memories regardless. Cool. You know, but yes, it gets hot and there's no fans. That is, that is a complete, <laughs> that is false. So I think we lost Tony unless he just, he's just, he's just zenned out right now. So, Tony's been replaced with a wax figure, so that's fine. He'll come back. In the meantime, oh, oh there he is. Oh, that was pretty good time. I, I'm telling you, it's just weird. Oh. In the meantime, I was going to ask. All right, so we we've talked a little bit about your background, um, and we know a little bit about this from you know obviously C2E2 and other things like that. What is your nerd origin story? Because I you are also we, we you know before we went live. You are into comics, so you're not just into anime. You're into comics and other things like that. Tell us, like, your first love. Like, what was your how, – how did you first get into any fandom of any kind? Like, what's the one that you remember from your childhood, like, first and foremost? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I am a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I have Lord of the Rings tattoos all over my calf. I think I showed Tony. Um, but Lord of the Rings is my first fandom ever. Um, and then it was kind of matched with Star Wars, but I definitely fell more for the fantasy of Lord of the Rings. Um, and that's that's pretty much where it began. And the one like 
I know you guys like video games as well, but one of my favorite video games of all time that I still play today is the Battle for Middle Earth 2. It came out in 2006. I still have it. I even have a rendering version of it that this company came out with like almost like an updated version, completely like scratched the game, added to it, and I still play it today. Like if anyone asks me what games I'm playing on Steam, I'm probably playing Battle for Middle Earth 2, which is a strategy game. So if you really like games like uh, uh, Civilization, uh, Rome Total War, very similar. Hmm. It was back when um, EA actually made good games. Yeah, I, I remember having this conversation at, uh, at C2E2, and that surprised me about the whole um, Lord of the Rings thing. But like, yeah. And I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings, but I would not get into a debate, trivia debate with, with you at all. Um, probably like, not a good idea, but where let's let's go ahead and lead into what we we're talking about we we kind of like made the whole anime theme for this mm-hmm. what what really got you into into anime um and then making content for anime what what brought you in that direction oh man that's such a journey so i actually i'll give you the full run so going back into after covid obviously i was starting to create content i got into streaming because i like um, video games, obviously. So I started streaming on Twitch and it was going really, really well. Like I was averaging 30 to 40, 50. It was so, I was, I was doing dead by daylight. I was a dead by daylight content creator. And I would like, you know, start posting on TikTok of dead by daylight and all these things. And then, you know, after a year, I just found myself kind of like at a hiatus. And I, you know, I was getting really tired. I was just getting like really sick of it. It, it didn't have a long lasting um, impression on me. You know, I love video games as much as I did, but like streaming was just, was just not the thing. It's very taxing. If anyone out there is like a streamer and you're really, really struggling, you know, I, I completely emphasize, empathize, emphasize, and I know where you're coming from because it, it's really hard because you have to almost stream like eight hours a day and that's a lot of time. So I, what I what I started to do while I was still streaming is that I made a second ticket TikTok account. And there's another advice to anyone that is a content creator or inspired content creator. If you feel like your TikTok is, you know, slowing down a little bit or hurting, make another TikTok account and try something different. Yeah. So I made another TikTok account and I wanted to base it around anime because I love anime and I loved it as a kid and I got into it more obviously during the pandemic because we had nothing to do during the pandemic. So I, I watched it even more like crazy. I always watched it as a kid, but I watched it even more during the pandemic. So I started posting a few videos on anime and they took off. And I said, oh, something could happen here. Let's just keep going with this. So I kept posting anime content while still streaming, going back and forth. And little, little did I know I reached 10K, 20K, 30K. And I said, you know what? If I take a pause on streaming and come back eventually, let me just put my time on TikTok. Mm. So I retired streaming from Twitch uh, and I moved full time on TikTok and I, I was at 60, 70, 80, 90, and then finally 100K. And I really just never returned to streaming at that point. I was um, doing so much anime TikTok to, um, to information, to skits, to facts to uh if uh, one of my most viral videos is me chasing my cat apparently which i've never hurt my cat <laughs> dude first of all I, I don't want to interrupt but I, from my perspective you tagged nerd initiative in that video i did and- i think it's the most viewed 
video on your page. Oh by, oh, by far. And just to, to let people know, like I literally, I handled the Nerd Initiative Instagram account and I had to shut off my notifications because there were so many coming in that it did not stop. Like there was like hundreds to thousands a day. And that's how like nuts that video went. And it was it up. was so random. It was such a random video. And fun fact, a lot of people think that's a male cat. It's actually a female cat. And Beerus, who is the character from Dragon Ball, is a male uh, cat. And a lot of people are like, oh, your cat is so cool. I'm like, hi, I got you guys. It's actually a female cat. <laughs> Man. So the, all the videos, and then I was, I was working with companies, and, and obviously the companies would pay me a lot more than streaming did because streaming does not pay you anything. Um, and then I'd met also awesome companies like the Nerd Initiative and more partners and more opportunities. So, you know, um, TikTok was just the journey for me, and um, anime, out of all things, was just a better route <laughs> when it came to content creating, out of all things. But I've had a random journey, uh, not random, but like a very interesting journey when it comes to content. Now you are, you are a machine when it comes to putting out content. Um, I can tell you if you are if, anybody who's watching, if you are, if you are interested or aspiring to do content creation, there are two people that I always say you need to like reach out to them. They may not respond back because they're too busy, but it's Blake. And it's you seen, you seen that guy. Um, th- just sitting down. I, 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 you remember like there was. That oh yeah, one, it was great. That, that one conversation where we all sat down and we were talking about like hashtags, uh, Google search questions, SEO, and all this other stuff. Like, it may, it, like basically, it was kind of like this, like just getting the recipe for the secret sauce. Um, but just how kind you guys were in doing that, and it wasn't like a thing of like, oh, I have to explain this and like whatever, because like it wasn't getting through my dumb head at first. And then you like would just sit down and like do the whole thing together. And then even like, even between the two of you, like you were just talking and like kind of bouncing back ideas. And like, oh. you seen was talking more about the the YouTube side and you're talking about what you're doing with Instagram. And like there, there is, there is, there is a, there is definitely a, 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 a method that you guys do. How do you keep from getting tired of doing it? Because it's a lot of work. Like I can do, yeah. Like I will do one of my hook videos on TikTok. Like I do one a week and it's usually I throw it into for for YouTube shorts for for Nerd Initiative and I can only go that far. You guys are putting out multiple videos and and at the same time it's like a multiple part question you can answer however you want. How do you keep your love for anime while still bringing up other ideas all the time? Mm. Like does it ever get to the point where you feel like you're about to burn out? Oh, absolutely. And I think two things. One, find yourself a good circle. I think the one thing that's definitely helped me the longest time is always talking to Yassine. Me and him are always texting each other. And so on our lowest points or our highest points, we'll always text each other and it will always like either reassure each other or almost just talk it through. Just that nice little therapy to be like, yo, man, my TikTok views are not doing well today. How's your day going? What's going on? Oh, it's not that big of a deal, man. You know, TikTok is just doing being TikTok. Let's just move on to the next thing. So I think that first and foremost is really helpful. Like him being easily one of my one of my friends is definitely the most helpful thing. And I think it's really good just to pass back and forth that almost reassurance to be like, not every day is a great day. There are days where it's just not going to be good, but we just keep pushing and keep moving forward. That That's also helpful. So always find yourself 
someone that you can honestly re- really trust with honest feedback that you're not going to get jealous of because regardless of his views yeah. or his followers, regardless of my views, my followers, at the end of the day, we are content creators and we respect, respect one another and we always just want to see the best outcome for one another. You know, so that 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 always will help. I think if you could find someone that you really, truly trust, you know, as almost a professional in that sense, because there are some people in the content creator industry that I wouldn't say are not necessarily professional. They take it more as a um, like their stuff don't stink kind of situation attitude. Uh, and th- those are and those are people you don't want to associate with if you're trying to you know, you know, go a little bit farther in the game because they're not going to help you. They're going to, you know, honestly just run you down. So you, you got to find someone you really, really trust. The second one is take breaks, take breaks all mm. the time. So sometimes what we'll do is, and me and seen, you seen have talked about this before is that I will, I will, I will make four drafts. I will make almost like I will, I will pick a morning or pick a day where I will pre-record four videos and I will all throw them all over into my edits, and I already have them taken care of. They're already like somewhat edited, somewhat taken care of. So the rest of the week, while I'm busy during my day, I'll just take an hour out of my day, edit the video, and post it. Mm-hmm. Or already have it fully edited and have it in my drafts, and then post it. So instead of just doing a video a day where I have to sit down for three hours constantly and always edit it and record it and everything, I think finding the best time just to get it all done in a single day as much as you can is A, very helpful, or B, the second alternative would be actually taking an honest break. I just took a break like a week ago. I took a full-on week break, and I think I had two drafted videos that I just posted for two, um, but that doesn't hurt either. If you really feel like you're burnt out, I would you know take a full break. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so I think I think both both – ideas are very helpful and to keep you going you know take a break that's great i mean that's 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 amazing advice i will say like what sticks out to me that you said in there the break so people aren't feeling like they have to do it because i think i think i've noticed i think mainly with doing nerd initiative and now being surrounded by a group of a, a lot of like amazing creators and noticing, and I don't want to like, we're not in the era of like putting people into a box or anything, right? But yeah. there are similarities that come with being creatives, right? And I think, look, we all we all want to grow and be better and, and do better. And we want to see results and things like that. And so it is good to take a break and not force yourself to burn yourself out and like keep going. And then the bigger part, I think, when you talked about your scene and you talked about having whoever it is, like with me and Tony, I think that's another one that, you know, again, it's parallel to you and your scene. You got to find a foundation and find people that you can rely on. And especially during the bad times, because I think that we all know like social media, but content creation in general, it's, it's never, you know, it's not easy. That's the one I think myth that people don't know is that how hard this is and the grind and the daily and the comments that come in and, there's some stuff that I see sometimes that shakes my head because, you know, again, I worry for some people when they, when, you know, the interactions we see. So having that, that, you know, those people to rely on and fall back on is, is the most important thing. So amazing. And and if you don't have anyone, that's totally okay. If you don't have anyone right now, you don't have to go out seeking for anyone whatsoever. I would just advise that 
You got to remember that not every day is going to be the best day. The algorithm always changes and it's not the end of the world. And also don't put all your eggs in one basket. TikTok is a great platform. Absolutely. But just because a video doesn't do well on TikTok doesn't mean it's not going to do well on the other other platforms. I've had TikTok videos do like a thousand views, 2000 views. I'll post it on YouTube shorts. The thing gets 10K and vice versa. You never know. And, you know, post on YouTube shorts, post on reels, post on TikTok. All these platforms right now are really pushing short content. So post it on there. And I've said this to you guys before. If you have the video ready, post it on that platform. Why would you let it just waste in your phone? You know, you don't have to post a different video for each platform each day. Yeah. Just take one video that you recorded. Post it in all three platforms because I know it, it might be a surprising and to everyone's anyone that's watching, there is an audience to each platform. There are some people that are just YouTube people. There are just some people that are TikTok people. And surprisingly enough, there are just people that are Instagram people. And that's all they want. They want shorts. They want – and that's it. And it's a new audience. I have a completely different audience on YouTube than I do on TikTok. I even ran a poll on YouTube and I said – you know, where did you originally find me, TikTok or YouTube? And 90% of my YouTube people were from YouTube. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and I have I have 118K on TikTok. And out of all that, with the cross, 90% yeah. were all on YouTube. And I have 10K on YouTube. It's weird. Yeah, weird. when I had like when I had like 50,000 followers on on TikTok, I remember doing a video asking hey follow me on other things like twitter instagram everything else and it was funny because most of the comments they got would i would if i had that platform yeah and it's 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 for people it's just it's different like it's it's so funny when i like when i link my account to other other places they're like how many you have on tiktok oh i have like 60 68 plus you know followers on tiktok how many you have on instagram uh 625 like like it's just it's vastly different different. that's very different which is I, but it's 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 different. Like for Michael and I, like our our focus is very much about nerd initiative. Um, you have built, you know, a multi-platform kind of like audience for yourself. You know, whereas like I'll keep doing TikTok videos, but a lot of the effort goes into doing nerd initiative and having that, yeah. that content there. Um, but for people that are wanting to get into it, um, this is great. I mean, this is fantastic yeah, advice. It's, yeah. you know, I mean, we still learn, we're still learning from you and you seen, and oh, absolutely. I think that's, I think that's what it is, is, you know, and, and for, again, for anybody who's watching, build a community of people that you can trust that will give you advice, um, and be willing to take it. Um, yeah, you have if, to be willing to take it. Yeah. If, if I sat down and asked great for the point. advice that, that evening and that you told me what to do and I'm like, I'm not going to do that, or that doesn't work for me or everything else. Yes, not everything is going to work for everybody, but you have to be receptive to receive the information yeah. and to learn how to adapt to your audience. And it's, it's, and that's if, crucial. If you get information you don't like, you scroll on. I think that's yeah. that's a big thing as well. I think, look, we are in this whirling social media, you know, some of it's toxic, some of it's super supportive. And it's it's polarizing because you have really, really good stuff and support systems. And I've been told there was a woman in my building. I've told the story and she's actually her daughter's in the anime. And, you know, she had gone through a her daughter had gone through a lot of tough times. I won't go into too many details, but she was saying that her community that she built around her, you know, for for lack of a better word, you know, saved her life. 
uh, was there for her. So the, the, the upsides are huge. The downsides are also huge. So, I mean, the big thing I would say is we're all, I think, especially creatives are always looking for something, whether it's connection or validation or to get your ideas out there. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing I could say is, and it goes both ways. If you're looking at, you know, watching videos and watching people and trying to digest what they're saying, if you don't agree with them, scroll on. It takes more time to stop yep. and say something silly and get into a back and forth. Yep. And the same thing goes for if you post something. I mean, recently I posted something about it was about comics or whatever. And damned if if I should have just stayed away from the comments. And we all we all get reeled. It, you know, it's like the Godfather three. Like we get out and they pull you back in, and you're like, oh yeah. Everyone, you know, look, we're human. We are social creatures, and it's hard to kind of like not want to say well wait no this is my this is why yep. nine times out of ten you just gotta like be like i'm gonna ignore it forget it like they don't if someone doesn't understand it these are all usually you know we're live right now but usually they're one-way platforms and it's very hard to get your point on and, and your job is not to change someone's mind no 100 percent. and like a lot of people gotta remember the difference between an opinion and a fact yes so, you know, when it comes to any of those, especially like, you know, videos, like a lot of my videos, obviously they're fun facts. I'll do, I'll do fun facts. I'll do actual facts and then I'll do comedy facts, you know, and mm-hmm. I do a little bit of everything and, you know, not all the time my videos are a hundred percent correct. You know, once in a while, some of the videos be like, oh, I was a little bit off or a lot of times how we deliver the videos and it's happened to me and Yasin, we've sometimes we will say something just a little bit wrong, you know, just because we, we, we said it incorrectly. And a lot of times people mm-hmm. will like get mad about that. Oh, that's not how you pronounce that. It's not how you, how you do it. As long as you are okay with, and it sounds kind of mean, but ignoring the comments and not letting it get to you, you're going to be better off and you're going to enjoy the journey a lot longer. Yeah. And especially with TikTok. Unfortunately, there are a lot of children on TikTok. So a lot of times when people comment, it's probably a 13-year-old just playing Fortnite, got nothing else better to do, commenting back, you know? And that's okay. You, you don't have to, like, rip into that poor 13-year-old because he's probably 13 and he doesn't really understand what he's doing. You don't have to reply back and insult the poor guy. <laughs> you know, he's just 13. Yeah, you know, so plus I, those I, negative comments are often what helps boost the numbers too. I, I always, yeah, I always tell people like, just like, don't hate on, on you, whatever. It's gonna do your, it's gonna be a benefit for you. Um, if you two want to start arguing in the comments, go for it. You two go for it. I'm gonna be chilling here in the back yeah. watching. That's fine. I've um, had that a lot. Yeah, you, you see people just like it just unravels, and you're like, I unless it's something that's literally breaking a line or crossing a line. Yeah, let it unfold. Don't get involved. You know, it's not. It's yeah. Just let let it evolve let it go yeah now we are streaming on youtube facebook uh as well as twitch if you are on any of those platforms and you have a question regarding anime for blake um be sure to comment in the chat we can see all of the platforms chatting so if you want to ask a question if nobody wants to ask a question that is perfectly comments as well thank you i have all those platforms soon to be facebook i'm going over to facebook for a page so i'm uh finally get on facebook pages soon and put all my stuff out there as well oh that's great you get well, to yeah you're you're gonna appeal to that you know 40 40 year old plus audience probably great. Yeah. probably hey i gotta hit it all so hey, i'm us, excited i'm us excited older to see millennials you need I'm anime content anime version of get off my lawn that's it's okay fine. i'm excited to see you there it's okay 
will be yeah. my number one fan. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about anime. Um, first of all, I, I, mind you, if you know the title, like I know what your favorite anime is, but go ahead and, and just share your favorite anime and why is your favorite anime, and then we can go to the delve into some other things. Oh, so many. Okay, uh, do you want me to give you just my top three? Sure. For now, okay. So my top three currently. Uh, oh, it's so hard. There's so many. So number number one's got to be Dragon Ball. I grew up in Dragon Ball. It's also for me, Dragon Ball um, was one of the animes to really help popularize anime in the West for the United States. So it really left its mark when it came to anime like One Piece. One Piece is another anime, and mm-hmm. Oda, the creator of One Piece, has also stated that he got inspired by Dragon Ball. So Dragon Ball growing up as a kid and just just everything about it, and also having a fitness background that I do, having Goku scream in your ear is very helpful when it comes to lifting uh, 500 pounds as a deadlift. So definitely <laughs> Dragon Ball is number one. Uh, number two is a little bit more of the new gen anime. It's going to be Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen is one of the newer ones. I even have Gojo tatted tatted in my forearm. That's a new one. You guys haven't seen that one yet. So wow. Gojo, Gojo there yeah, with Sukuna and some more done. Um, that that has a lot to do actually with my fiance as well. So I actually do have a fiance. We are uh, getting married in 2024. Her name is Autumn and. Uh, together as a couple, we fell in love with Jujutsu Kaisen together, and she loves anime as well. That also helps watching anime, having a significant other um, with you. So uh, my fiance, we both love Jujutsu Kaisen, and with the three years that we've been together, it really um, has been a story that we've really enjoyed and that we love watching together. So, you know, that anime, besides I loving it so much, also... Um, makes me feel close to my fiance as well. So I love Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, going on to my third. Oh, that was really nice, by the way. Oh, thanks. Really uh, uh, I think it might have to be One Piece. I love One Piece. It's such an amazing story. And I actually never got into One Piece as a kid. Um, I watched Naruto more. Um, but then later in my life now, I got into One Piece um, because so many people are recommending it. They're like, you should watch One Piece. I'm like, no, nah, it's too long. I don't know if I can watch it. I'm like, no, you need to watch it. And now I'm on the bandwagon of like, wow, it's it's not even that long. It's so easy to watch. And so I, I love One Piece. I think it's very adventurous. It's also very nostalgic to watch. I feel like I'm honestly a kid again watching One Piece. Um, and uh, the One Piece is real. <laughs> so... Um. Yeah, so I, I love I love I, I, as someone who I have not watched anime. Um, I know Tony's into it. Where would if you if you're recommending it to someone like myself, where would you start? Absolutely. So uh, the first thing I would ask you and to anyone is like, what you're into? Are you into sports mostly? Are you a sports guy? Are you a comedy guy? Are you a romance guy? Or are you just like fights? Wow, I would mix it up with. Definitely fights. I mean, come on. Who doesn't like fights? Definitely fights. So fights. I thought Michael was going to say romance. I know. I was really prepared for that. I like, well. I like a little rom-com every now and then. You know, it gets me going. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice light way to... A little 90 Day Fiance. Oh, I love... That's not romance. Hey, I, I like hey. some reality TV shows as well. That's amazing shows. So the one great thing about anime is um, that even though on the, sur- on the surface... Um, it seems like a, a cartoon. It sounds like it seems like a kid's cartoon. 
with anime, it is one the most popular media in Japan whatsoever. That's pretty much any any person in Japan that you meet, they're probably watching anime. And the the reason for this is because there are so many types of different anime. There are, like I said, romance, all those things, but there's a lot of them. The stories are so deep. They're so deep, they're deeper than a lot of things that we've seen today on TV. So when you start watching anime, I wouldn't necessarily go into it thinking, oh, this is just be like kids cartoon that I remember from the 90s and I'm going to watch SpongeBob. So you liking fighting, I would suggest a lot of shonen. Shonen is a category really driven for, for men and for boys uh, about that kind of stuff. So a lot of fighting. So it would be One Punch Man, Dragon Ball, One Piece, Naruto, My Hero Academia. Demon Slayer, a lot of these, which might sound familiar, are also right. one of the more popular ones mm-hmm. shown in anime. A lot of fighting. If we like things like sports, I would recommend animes like Blue Lock or Haikyuu. Blue Lock is a, is a soccer anime and Haikyuu is a volleyball. And so anime is very good because there's so many that it could almost hit what your interests are. For example, going back to my fiance, she really loves dark fantasy. So there's a lot of animes that she's found besides Jujutsu Kaisen that kind of dwell in darker things. There's animes about vampires. There's animes about spellbinding and almost with a little bit of romance. So there's animes there. Um, So there's so many options than just the fighting animes that you like. There are so many things that could appeal to what you like, Mm -hmm. if that helps. No, no, absolutely. And it's also becoming easier to get access to uh, anime nowadays. Uh, I mean, if you have any, any of the, like the, I, I would call it like the kind of like the, the big three, one you may not know of if you're, if you're just starting an anime, but like Crunchyroll, um, that's a great place to get a lot of, a lot of anime content. Um, you will just, I would always say like, be, be mindful of like things like um, the sub subtitled version versus the dubbed yeah. version. You know, if you're if you're not into subtitles, you're going to want to wait a little bit longer for stuff to come out. Um, but along with Crunchyroll, Netflix is becoming kind of like a powerhouse when it comes to anime. Because I mean, I'm trying to catch up to One Piece miserably, it's and hard. it's yeah, like I'm at some point I'm I'm considering just reading the manga, except for the manga is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I try- I got it. I got a hint for you. Okay. So, and this to anyone that wants to start manga out there, it's called the Shonen app. It's on your phone. You can buy the Shonen app. It is only $2 a month, and you get all the manga you can read via your phone. $2 a month. I'm literally caught up in Jujutsu Kaisen because of it. So, if you want to catch up on One Piece, all of One Piece is there. Shonen app, uh, if you ever hear this, Wiz Media, uh, full-on sponsor, full-on support. I love you guys. The app is phenomenal. I highly recommend it, and you get the whole thing whole thing all all the all the manga you want and for two dollars a month i mean that, that that's cheaper than any subscription i know that's awesome because yeah. like i can't like i i'm honestly trying to avoid like things like uh was it one piece red just came out last year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like i'm trying to avoid any of the one Piece. any spoilers any of the movies like because a lot of them play on like the previous arcs they just kind of like update them and so being that one piece is over a thousand you know episodes I think they're what um, they're they're just having their thousandth English episode being dubbed at Anime Expo, but like 
they're I mean they're at what like one thousand what was it? That's nuts. Uh, oh, there's a lot. One thousand sixty six. Very long time. Almost very 1, very long yeah. time. Yeah. The other thing I will say when it comes to trying to get into anime, um, I know you are a Star Wars guy. You guys are Star Wars guys. If you're a Star Wars person out there, you could start with shows like Visions. Visions just came out on Disney Plus. They're all okay. done by Japanese studios on Visions or even Korean studios. Um, but they're all anime. They're all anime-based, and they're all single stories, and they're great. So if you're a Star Wars person out there and you want to get into anime, I highly recommend Visions. If you're a Disney person, I would recommend Studio Ghibli. If you know any of the Studio, Studio Ghibli films, How's Moving Castle, uh, My Neighbor Tortoro, um, Princess Mononoke, those are all done by Studio Ghibli, who was out in Japan, and those are animes. Disney helped produce most of these films. And what they did also is a lot of the voice actors that they grabbed are people like Christian Bale, and I'm forgetting the name. He does Mike Wazowski in, in, uh, in Monsters, Inc. He's in they have a oh. they have a wide cast. Christian of, Bale does anime voiceover? He did. He did That's one amazing. for he did one for Howl's. He played Hal in Hal's Moving Castle. It's Christian Bale for the dub. And those should be on HBO or it's called Max now. I don't know. It's called Max now. Billy Crystal. Yeah, Billy Crystal's in it. So they have a they have a good amount of people that do the dub for those. And those count as anime as well. So if you want to get into anime, I highly recommend those movies as well. Yeah. Now now with with the popularity that anime and manga is getting nowadays. Do you feel like there are there are sometimes like too much oversaturation where you're seeing like like just recently I think uh, I saw something about they're doing a Rick and Morty episode that's going to be an anime Rick and Morty yes like like stuff like that do you ever feel like like sometimes like the the people who jump into the anime realm like it's disingenuous or it's just trying to cash in on the Japanese culture not yet not yet. I do see a lot of companies moving into it more. For example, Disney on their Disney Plus over in Japan and Hulu, they've grabbed a lot of a lot of anime lately. They've partnered up with Tokyo Avengers. They grabbed them. So, like, depending on where your region is, a lot of companies like Disney, uh, Paramount, a bunch of them are starting to pick up on anime, and I think it is becoming a lot popular. Um, I haven't found it yet to be disingenuous. I, I think I think it maybe it'll be a red flag. It, I hate to use this as an example, but maybe it's a good example. I I would hate for it to. It would feel like to me if it was disingenuous, if it would to start to turn into Star Wars, to where all the shows aren't necessarily necessary, where some of the shows for Star Wars for Disney Plus feel more of a cash grab than actual gen, gen, gen like actually trying to tell a good story if that makes sense i don't know if that's a great example no it makes a lot of sense i think look mm-hmm. the, you know to tony's question i think the commercialization of anything that's popular yeah. happens no matter what like that's the yeah. capitalistic cycle that we're in you can't avoid that like anytime i mean it's funny two years ago if we were watching the whole nft craze oh good <laughs> lord i mean yep. You know, Funko got into it. I think um, uh, every single platform got into it. They thought it was next. You know, yep. anytime anime is a hugely popular thing that is now you know catching fire here. So it's it's not you know to your point. There's a fine line. Companies are going to get into it no matter what. Like that's exactly you know, mm-hmm. Marvel. You know, look, Disney bought Marvel. I, I love reading those 
reading and watching those old, old stories, like when Disney bought Lucasfilm and they bought Marvel and um, now it's Fox. And that's what happens when something's popular. They people want to grab it up and scoop it up and, and yeah. you know, Disneyfy it for whatever, you know, example. Whatever. But I think um, to your point, as long as they don't make it. I mean, I know there was a lot of backlash for like Netflix, for example, with Cowboy Bebop. Like people did not like. That's- yeah, the live actions. The, it's so hard to do an anime live action. So you're not excited about the One Piece uh, live action coming? I'm excited, but it won't do well. <laughs> I'll be excited for it, but the minute I watch it, I know it's not It's not going to be good. I, I mean, think I'm probably more excited about the ships being in live action than I am the people, yeah. but we'll see how it goes. You know, it, the live actions is definitely a whole different story. And, you know, if you want to talk about more commercial stuff, like, I mean, look at look at all the companies that have popped out of nowhere when it comes to anime merchandise. I don't think I would ever have experienced it in my time. Like heck the parks. So if you don't know, I, I live in Orlando, Florida. Um, I, I was at universal the other day and um, there are, there's so much anime. There's so much anime at the parks. Now it's mind blowing. I bought my dragon ball Z lounge fly at universal. Like there's there's a wall there's a wall of manga. If you ever been to the Men in Black experience, the entire merchandise store in the back is all anime. They have manga from Bleach one all the way to fifty from Dragon Ball and Demon Slayer. They have all this anime. I'm like, oh, wow. clearly Universal and the parks are kind of starting to figure it out. And um, I think there's just more and more anime coming out from different companies from the theme parks, and I think it's just going to keep going up from there. I mean, there's even a Lord of the Rings anime getting made. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know, so I, I think it definitely is getting more popular. That information left us all speechless. We're like, Sorry, guys. Hey. Lord of the Rings anime. There's a Lord of the Rings anime. It's coming out in the next two years. Two years. It is going to be the. Um, it's going to be a. It's it's a battle before Helm's Deep was ever made. So it's King Theoden's father 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 and it's going to be a fight uh, of the Rohirrim it's all about the Rohirrim oh really yeah it's all about the Rohirrim fully full anime um that's coming out in like two years interesting yeah, yeah. it's a lot yeah oh well. yeah. yeah no but um it's, it's kind of interesting like you know you're talking about like how like in Japan like that's just the culture like anybody oh yeah it's everywhere it's just it's the norm grandma dad your son everything <laughs> and it's and it's interesting like we we were we're now seeing so much acceptance of of anime and anime culture in the states and everything else you know people talk about like appropriation and things like that I, I'm, I'm hitting you with the deeper questions and I, i'm sorry for that i guess but when you when you think about it like like uh, we, we went to we like we went to c2 like like that's like a great reference to stuff you've got you've got you seen wearing uh uh, Tanjiro's earrings, which is w- w- not a big deal. Like it's part of the anime merch. It's yeah, yeah. more of the thing. It's not. It was not. It's not even a real thing in in Japan. It's part of the Demon Slayer culture. But do you do you think like there's an issue when it comes to like it's it's one thing where you have everybody like doing like wearing the komodos that have like the One Piece stuff on it, like you've got and like us wearing like the shirts and stuff from the anime versus people acting like they're from Japan, like with like the, the, the speech and, and dressing and talking like that. Like, do you think like there's, there's a point where we like we cultural, cultural, cultural appropriation, appropriation kind of yes. situation. Yes. Um, the Japanese people are very accepting. 
Um, they're also very, very excited when it comes to you wanting to embrace their culture. Culture. So I think the fine line would be obviously people trying to insult it and make fun of it or maybe taking it too far because that's any fandom, I feel like. <laughs> Always trying to take it too far. Um, I... I have not yet run into any problems with that with Komodos or anything like that. Um, and again, I think with the Japanese culture, they are very accepting. They're willing and wanting to teach people about their culture and wanting to be like, hey, this is actually what you do. Like, for example, when it comes to ramen, if you're eating ramen, you know, it's disrespectful to keep your chopsticks in the bowl. You have to put them on the side of your bowl for ramen. You don't put them in the ramen just chilling there at any time whatsoever. And you always have to finish your food. If you don't finish your food, that's a sign of disrespect. Like, you just don't like the food. You always have to finish your food. It's almost like an Italian household if you grew up in an Italian household. <laughs> uh, I have. So you got to finish your food. Um, I, in my experience in everything, I don't, I don't see it being a problem. I haven't seen anyone cause it to be a problem. For a cultural appropriation, in my experience, but everyone's experience might be different. Okay. No, so, I, if that answers if that answers the question. Yeah, I, I almost wonder because I, I realize with the increased amount of anime that I've watched, that I've also consumed more ramen in my life um, as of recent. I don't know. It's I, I think that's more of like, like, like honestly, like uh, Ichiraku ramen. Like I, I wanted to eat that ever since watching Naruto, and it's, yeah. it's one of those things where you kind of like you start to you start to accept and adapt yeah. to things that you see in things. Like I, I can imagine uh, we could go back to the eighties with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I am pretty sure that pizza sales went up um, because of the comic book and the cartoons and the movies. Yeah, of um, course. So it's I, like, Oh no, you keep going. I'll, I'll talk. No, it's, just, it's yeah. like, it's like you, you kind of find a point where it's like people, people want to be a part of that, that they see because it's something that they become, the, it's, yeah. it's something that they come to love. And Pooja uh, has a good point right here. You know, there's a fine I was line. Bad, yeah. Uh, yeah, between appropriation and appreciation. Appropriation versus appreciation. Yeah. I and think that's, that's only one weebs. time. That's most weebs, I would say, is most of us appreciate. And, like, I found myself trying to find Japanese sayings, Japanese words, to learn the language, to learn what's appropriate, you know, all those things just out of an appreciation. And I don't think any I, – I think there's very few people out there going around saying – inappropriate things and taking it a little too far to the fact that someone would get offended if that makes sense well i think i think the only instance that i have seen at the moment was i guess there is a there is a there is a, a, a white girl on tiktok that kind of went like really excited she dressed like it which is fine but then what she yeah, did yeah. was when she was talking she immediately like fostered a japanese accent when she was talking and she's like trying to teach people how to speak Japanese. And I, I know, I know one Asian creator was like, I'm glad you appreciate the culture, but that might be a little bit too far. And that's kind of where I'm kind of wondering, like, it's, you know, cause like, if you look at anime, like, like not all of the, not all of the, um, the anime characters are always intrinsically, you know, Asian looking characters. Mm -hmm. um, they do adapt from other cultures and everything else. Um, and it, it has become a slippery slope where we're, we're watching these things and, you can kind of see yourself, even though you may not be from Japan or, you know, or are the group that's, re that's represented, you know, and so it's like always being respectful and don't go too far with how much you love, that's you it. know, things. So, 
is I think it's, I think it's yeah. Sorry, if I'm if I'm being I think it's very much an American thing, and I don't think a lot of Japanese people usually tend to care in that situation. They usually look at it as you're trying your best. I would love to teach you that way, but I I, I in my in my experience of understanding Japanese culture, I find them to be very a forgiving and be not offended. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very American thing. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. We like to make big deals out of everything. I think, you know, I think the underlying essence to everything is what, you know, kind of to sum up, what we said like one, if you're going in for the positive aspect and appreciating the culture or whatever fandom you're in, but then also to what Tony said, not only the respect, but the ability and the desire to learn and to grow and to change. Yeah. You might mm-hmm. do something again. I think the biggest, the most dangerous. Be respectful. Yeah. yeah. Because like any, anytime you try to speak Japanese, it automatically sounds like you're trying to sound like a Japanese person. Like, like it's just because their language is so complex. Yeah. It is very hard to learn. So even trying to speak a little bit of Japanese, I think in turn, you know, does sound like a Japanese person. I could see someone maybe taking a little too far and like yeah. overdoing yeah. it. Like, like speaking English but, in a Japanese accent would be yeah. like, yeah. But yeah. to be fair, they also might be trying to do it for other reasons. Just saying, I don't know. <laughs> just saying, if it's on my TikTok live and uh, there's something interesting going on, like a made cafe, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, you know, but... I would say the biggest, as I was before, the biggest pitfall for whether it's creators or fans or whatever it is, is you might do something that is not intended to be offensive or intended to, to be wrong, right? You might say something, do something, whatever. Like, for example, okay, like if I was to call Ezra Miller, not they, because by a slip of the tongue and what you're used to. And obviously Ezra Miller is non-binary and this is a weird example when we're talking about anime, but, or any other non-binary person, it happens. You have to just be respectful, gracious, apologize. Oh, I messed up there. And I think some people it's tough for people, you know, we're all human. When you hear feedback, that's not positive. People instantly get defensive. And that's, I think the one thing people should avoid is, just be open and listen to people yeah. who might know and just be like, oh, look, if you want, if you want to give respect, you got to get respect. You know, that, 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 that's how it is. You know, like yeah, you like have to, that's real. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to, you just have to respect one another. And I feel like it's that it should be that simple, but unfortunately it's not sometimes, but it should be that simple, <laughs> you know? All right. So, so you gave us our top your your top three animes. Um, you, I mean the the app. Um, I will say, uh, we really did talk about. It. We just had up on the screen. Um, is there any non shonen apps for manga that mm. you could recommend? Oh, so like so nothing shonen. So like if you're if you're if you're if you're into like non shonen manga, yeah, is yeah. there is there anything that you would recommend for them to be able to catch up with that? No, yeah. So it's all on that app. If that's oh, what it you're is. Asking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the mangas on there, they just call it Shonen Jump just because it's shown as the most popular. Um, but no, there's there's romance animes on there. There's a bunch of things. There's the sports animes. It's not just 
Shonen. They just call it the Shonen app. It's by Wiz Media. Wiz Media just also uses Shonen Shonen Jump, and there's there's manga galore on there. So it doesn't just have to be Shonen like mm-hmm. Dragon Ball, One Piece. Um, but the, the, there's other animes on there as well. Now, now also sometimes uh, anime titles do not always translate well over into Correct. English. And and so I'm going to ask you, what is the weirdest title to uh, a sh- uh, anime show that you have found that you've liked, even though you may be embarrassed to share the title? Ghost Stories. That's it. You heard of Ghost Stories? No. Ghost Stories was an anime that they did a dub, and they had apparently there was like a translation issue, or I think maybe the cast just didn't really care. It's an older anime. And they decided to dub it themselves in in the sense of they were just kind of winging it. And I will let you Google that for yourself. Look up wow. those stories anime because how they dub it, it would not fly today. Let's put it that way. Oh, the wow. things that they say. Okay. Um, it, it's no way, shape, or form in the sense of my favorite anime, but it is just really ridiculous how they decided from the sub what they would do with the dub. And so that's just a very extreme example. And anyone in the anime community would understand what I'm talking about when it comes to that. That is a very rare case of a lot of dubs versus sub mistranslation. One smaller smaller version would be um, Jujutsu Kaisen. I've seen Jujutsu Kaisen in theaters and I saw it in sub and I said, and saw it in dub. Again, going back to Japanese culture, Japanese culture is um, they don't care about certain words as much as we do as Americans. So with sub, you will see certain words on that screen. If you are watching it for the subtitles show up and be like, oh, my God, that's a very aggressive word. And then, of course, when you go to the dub, they will change the word, changing the context of what's going on in the scene and possibly maybe the impact. And for example, in one of the scenes in Jujutsu Kaisen one of our villains uses the R word but then in the dub um, uses the assault word instead and so that little bit of a translation difference Uh... depending could actually make the scene a little bit more effective versus not effective if that makes sense oh wow because if you're using the R word that might hit a little bit more and of course because it's an American audience in the dub they use the salt instead of the R word okay yeah, so that's an example as well. So sometimes sub and dub will change. Now, whatever you prefer, that's all up to you. I watch both. There are certain animes that I prefer in sub, and there's other animes that I prefer in dub. It all depends on uh, what you like, honestly, and I think there is something to say for both. I think there are some animes that are really good in sub, like really, really good. The story makes more sense, um, and then there's other animes that are better in dub. Now I will also say, like on top of that, like you, like that's a great explanation. But um, what about the actual titles of the anime that are just right out weird? Oh, like the, rep- the full titles. Yes. Oh, they're weird. So, oh God, what is one of them? I'm trying to think. It, 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 it's honestly Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen. I think the translation for it is like soul snatcher it's something really weird <laughs> i'm so trying to like... I'll, I'll give you i'll give you like my example um i was watching something on hulu and then hulu recommended and started playing an, uh, an episode of a show and i got really into it because it was kind of like a dungeon battling type okay. thing and i'm uh... sitting there and i'm like 
And I've tried I, I every version. I've tried every every way to ask people if they've seen it by like using like the subtitle or whatever else that was used for it. Because I'm like, hey, do you know about Myth Familia or blah blah blah? And people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, okay, is it weird to pick up girls in the dungeon? I That's, knew, I knew exactly so, which one you're like. Talking the about. title you, just makes it so difficult. Dungeon, after you said dungeon, I was like, he's totally talking about picking but up it's two like, girls in a dungeon. Like, what 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 made like it, okay? The guy pines for a girl who's a who's who's like a warrior. Oh, I flipped. And and like there's all of this like battling and monsters and everything else. It's literally if you like Dungeons and Dragons, if you like 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 RPG type games. If you like like Monster Hunter and stuff like that, you're gonna love that that thing. But how do you I, you can't even sell something with a title like that without feeling weird about it? Because people yeah, are like, what are you, you looking if, for? If you're a weeb, you'll watch anything. <laughs> Let's put it this way: more you get into anime, more things you'll find yourself watching. I watched an anime which is hilarious, and I recommend it. It's under the comedy category. It's called "How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift." That is the title of the anime. How heavy are the dumbbells you lift? It is a, there's one season. It is on Crunchyroll. It is hilarious. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 anime. But all right. And as we, you know, we were hitting about the hour and 15 minute mark. What, okay, this is going to sound a really dumb question. Um, What is a weeb for those out there who don't know? Uh, A weeb is someone that is into the Japanese culture, into anime, um, pretty much Japanese culture into anime. Um, Weeb is pretty much uh, into all of it. You're into everything Japanese culture, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You you, you love anime. You eat ramen. You wear the stuff. You do, you know. Pretty much. And I will let you know, it does progress worse. Like, I love ramen. I I love going to uh, finding new ramen places, all of it. Like, it's like a disease. It just, it it gets worse. Listen, I like, I'm the guy who used to joke about eating ramen just like uncooked. I was going to say, you're getting more of a weeb lately. Let's be honest. I I think it's your, it's happening to you. You have the curse. I'm starting to see the progression. I'm Mr. Marvelite. And it's like, like like Groot back here has you know the Naru- the the Hidden Leaf Village you know headband, and it's funny though because like I would just like eat I, I always joke because I would eat dry ramen and then I started you know I actually just make it or I I'd, I'd go somewhere and like like oh I'm gonna try some different variety of bowls and stuff like that and then like I'm like talking to the family like hey let's for dinner let's have ramen we'll you know we'll boil some eggs and we'll add some like some barbecue pork or or some teriyaki pork or you know and you can make something. it really healthy you can make ramen pretty healthy. Yeah, but then it, it just it's a slippery slope. I'm literally yep. wearing the Roronor Zoro like t-shirt and I've got my one piece shoes on and I'm sitting yep. here going like this is becoming a problem because yeah, I don't it gets I, worse. I, I I'm I'm I've I've curated Marvel and anime is starting to take over my life. Yeah. So I don't think it's a problem. Not till you start. Yeah, then oh, when yeah. I start it'll be a problem. Yeah, once you start it'll be a problem. When, it won't. It will. We'll. We'll have to have you back on when Michael starts saying "uwu." I know, and this might. This might open up a can of worms, and this could definitely be for next time. But one of the other big reasons I got into anime is because I do find that a lot of American media is starting to become a little bit more copy and paste. And what's nice is that anime is very unapologetic. They are not afraid to tell a good story, and they do not care what your race, your sex, anything is. They will tell a good story. There yeah. are animes, especially for Pride Month, there are animes out there for my LGBT plus Q friends out there. there. There's plenty of animes for everyone. They are unapologetic. 
in Japan. And I'll give you this fact. I'll give you this fun fact. So Sailor Moon, who doesn't, who doesn't know Sailor Moon? I'm pretty oh, no, sure. I know no, you guys no. don't know Sailor Moon. So Sailor Moon know. in Japan, um, I think it was Sailor Moon or Sailor Mercury, two of them. In the Japan version, they are actually lovers. They are lesbians. Once it came over to America in the 90s, they changed them to cousins. So they got rid of them being lesbians in Japan and brought it over and they made them cousins in America. Japan has been uh, very, very progressive for years, yeah. for years. And I love how like cousins is better than, than lesbians. That's insane. Yep. That's yep. absolutely insane. Well, yep. I mean, if you're in Alabama, it makes sense. But but with that said, I mean, that's I think that's the great part. Like there is something for everyone. And there like is. I can tell you one of the things that's been has been fun. Like I've been trying like I I went through Naruto. I'm doing one piece um, is like I'd be sitting on my phone because I know like my wife is very supportive and I've got her into Marvel. I don't know if the anime is really like for her. And so I will watch it personally on my phone, but I've got my little guy who like jumps on my back and is sitting there and asking me questions. And, you know, like the, the, what was it? The initial battle between Naruto and um, uh, Sasuke when they're, when they're at the waterfall and they're fighting over the water, yeah, like, yeah. like he got into that or, you know, like one piece, like he asks like questions or he'll be like, he'll, 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 I'll be laying in bed and he's trying to go to sleep and he's watching with me. He's like, dad, can you stop watching so we can watch this together later? And it's, it's seeing him be excited about, about those things as well, because there are, but Michael, I, I can tell you right now, there are some great, there are some great stories, even in one yeah. piece. I think one of the coolest thing about one piece is like, they're always beating on each other and they're mocking each other. And, like you, you just you wonder why any of them like Luffy as a as a captain, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but the moment Luffy has it said in his mind that he's going to do something, they one hundred percent back him up, and yep. their whole existence in One Piece is to support him to become the king of the pirates. And yep. and the world looks at them as pirates being these outlaws and everything else. Their whole idea is adventure, doing what they want to do. I mean, it's like it's it, there was like one like one of the first episodes, like he he uh, Luffy kicks a kid. And the kid's like, why'd you do that? He's like, because I felt like it. And you right. and you think that it's like the worst thing, like, oh, he's a bad guy. And then all of a sudden, you know, everything he feels like he's he's saving this person or, you know, battling this guy for the principle of, you know, respect or or whatever. And there's so much there's so there's so many deep messages within the stories that it I think that's kind of what got the pull for me, because I realized oh. it's not just this 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 flippant, you know, you know, animated, you know, cartoon, it's, it's, it's definitely a story about people and about devotion and about dedication. And you see that and it, it then you realize the fans start to represent that as well, because yep. when you see a bunch of one piece fans together at like a convention, they're the kind, they, they're just happy to yep. see each other and, and to support each other. So my favorite conventions I've ever been to as much as I had fun at C2E2 is anime conventions, anime conventions, you will find the best Best cosplays, hands down, and the community is just so nice. The, the, the anime community is, is easily one of my favorites. Yes, we have some toxic people there. Every community has it, absolutely. Yeah, but like, yeah. anime conventions are the best. They're awesome. They're really awesome. Little, I mean, as we as we wrap up, we we got a little bit of taste of it at SD two E two. Obviously, like like you said, we had a blast there watching you and you seen interact with the fans and. 
and I mean, you guys were like one of the, honestly, the hit of the weekend and, and it was great to watch that stuff. I mean, it's, it's nice. It's, it, I will say like one day I will get into anime, but being an outsider and watching the fandoms interact, it still carries weight when you see the interactions and the positivity and the happiness and people grabbing you guys. Hey, I want to talk about this and take photos and whatever. It's almost better to not, you know, again, from my perspective, to not be involved because then you can kind of really see the beauty of it. Um, and it's just, just from a human level. So we got a little bit of a taste of that at C2E2. And so it's, it's a, it's a great thing to see. Yeah. Well, Blake, thank you so much for, oh, for being on and, and talking and letting me embarrass you with the Gaston oh, picture that and was, that was good. And pulling that up your good. old, old videos. Like, like, yeah, we got to have to do this again so I can try to embarrass you again more. Oh yeah, guys. I would love to be on. I feel like there's so much to talk about and like, yeah. Again, if you want to talk about Marvel, whatever it is, even comparisons of anime, I got you. Whatever you want to talk about, I'm awesome. a full round. I'm a full rounded nerd. I'm, I might only do anime content, but I am a full rounded nerd. You, you guarantee that. You're a chameleon. I am a chameleon. I got a lot of. I'm sports. Get me on a different thing. Never. No, not happening. Sorry, Eddie. guys. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and if you're if you're if you this is the first time that you've seen Blake, I don't know what rock you've been under, but please make sure you give Blake a follow. He's on all socials and soon to be on the Facebook page. Wait a second. Um, at Blake Walla. You got a hitman on, on, on the comments. So there you go, right there. Look at that. I saw that earlier. I was like, this is great. Yeah, Brickhouse Body Works. Oh, that's my fiance. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, that's, that's her. That's you know, Autumn. That's so we'll say Autumn, Autumn, um, just want to say he was bragging a lot about you at C2E2. So I was. Um, I was. This is true. Yes. Yes. This is true. All my, all my, all my handles are the same. Blake Koala. Mm -hmm. The only one that it's different. It's Instagram. It's an underscore Blake underscore Koala, but every other social media, it's Blake Koala because for some reason, a bot stole my name on Instagram and I can't get it back. Oh, Wow. Yeah, wow. it has no it has no followers, it has nothing. It's just Blake Qual on Instagram, oh, and I, I I tried I tried reporting it, but nothing. So yeah. it's Blake underscore. Well, everyone, this has been uh, Phantoms episode uh, four, um, and again, we had Blake Qual. Be sure to follow him on social medias, um, as well as uh, the most important thing. Please make sure you're also checking out the Nerd Initiative merchandise store. I had to get that in there before we were done because if I didn't. I lose my contract um, to be able to speak. So by all means, please, <laughs> please, please, okay. please check out the merch store. It's it's part of it's part of my existence now. If I don't do this, we I have start, nothing. I mean, before we go, we have to start doing fake like contractual obligations, not like the merch store. The merch store included, but like just randomly be like, oh, we're obligated to say, make sure you check out Chick Fil A, especially with their nuggets and their con like just some random like obligation. Yeah, to make sure yeah. you get that. Yeah. Yep. I'm and you, thanks that way. Oh, absolutely. But um <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but but please be sure uh to follow. If you are going to Washington, DC for awesome con next week, I just want to make make sure this plugs out there. Uh be sure to check us out. 545 in room 209. We're doing an expanding the MCU phases four and five. We're going to try to break down what's going on and what, what threats are in the horizon. And if you like to get free stuff, we are going to be giving away some amazing things. Um, we talked about that at the beginning. I have literally, I think, uh, 10 different prizes back here going um, anywhere between signed comics, 
uh, brand new displays for your comics, uh, a giant Millennium Falcon Funko Pop, lots of Legos, uh, GLD pendants, and even some stuff from Chronic Images, as well as a Roosevelt shirt. Yeah, yep. from Red Wolf Collectibles. This is a comic stand. Um, fantastic. Literally, I think created specifically for this. Like I worked with Mike, who's the, the owner. It's fantastic. So that's that's two of the prizes that are there. I kept one for myself. Sorry, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> and honest, then um, and then also, the if you're a big fan of Funko Pops, by all means, we're gonna have a lot of those. Um, but again, thank you for joining us for episode four, Blake. Thank you so much for joining, and you all have thank a you wonderful for having me. evening.